0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Roast West Coast podcast. Each week in our Coffee Smarter series, Chris O'Brien, founder, proprietor of Coffee Cycle in Pacific Beach, San Diego, and Coffee Cognoscenti, which I believe is Italian for someone who knows a whole lot about coffee, has been helping us get a little bit coffee smarter. This week he'll explain what it means when a coffee is described as light, medium, or dark, and then we'll go into coffee freshness and learn how to preserve those precious flavors just a little bit longer. Be sure to subscribe to the Roast West Coast newsletter with your email at roastwestcoast.com. There you'll find show updates, recaps, and a lot more coffee content, including links to Coffee Cycle and plenty more. I'd like to say a thank you to Chris and the team at Coffee Cycle and especially the paid subscribers of the roastwestcoast.com's bonus content for helping me provide great coffee to some of the frontline healthcare workers in San Diego. In the spirit of the season and just to end 2020 feeling a little bit better about things, I'll be using the proceeds of any subscriptions through the end of the year to buy coffee for local healthcare workers around San Diego County. Head to RoastWestCoast.com to subscribe. There's a great offer right now for a full year of the Roast West Coast newsletter and a copy of the book Eli and Jane, which has some pretty great coffee shop scenes. And now, it's time to get a little coffee smarter and for another cup of coffee. Chris, welcome back to the Roast uh, West Coast podcast, and help. thank you for helping us get Coffee Smarter every week. I appreciate you coming back.
1: Oh, man, I, uh, I love this uphill battle of trying to get you Coffee Smarter, Ryan. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a good challenge for me, and I'm, I'm ready for it every week. It takes me about a week to recharge, but I'm, I'm ready this week. Uh,
0: I feel like I should have some sort of comeback to that, and I just don't, so I'm going to jump into my question <laughs> for the week, which is... I want to focus on the beans. Last week, we talked about how beans are processed, you know, washed versus natural versus honey processed and and so on and so on. Uh, If you didn't hear it, you should go back and listen to it. It was really good. But this week, I want to know a little bit more about the difference between light, medium and dark roasted beans. So after they've been processed and sent to a roaster and they work with them uh, and we go to the store and we're looking at the shelf or we're going to our roaster and trying to decide what to order our coffee shop. What does that mean? Is that how they're grown? Is that how they're roasted? What's happening? Here? Well,
1: as you know, I love helping people think more about this drink that we're drinking, coffee, and about all the steps that it takes to get to us. You know, we talked about coffee is a fruit. Well, coffee beans don't start brown. Uh, they don't start black. They don't start oily. They start sort of greenish, and big 150-pound burlap sacks of green beans get shipped to coffee roasters. Now, your coffee roaster might be a giant warehouse machine done by Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or whoever, or it might be a small machine that sits on a countertop in someone's home or the back of a very small shop where they're roasting one or two pounds at a time. But basically what they're doing is they're putting these green beans in a roasting machine, which is really just kind of an oven. And they're getting it up to a, a temperature that they think makes the coffee taste best. And then they're pulling it out roasted. So you get these green coffee beans, you roast them, and they become darker and more brownish. And then you pull them out when you think they're at their best flavor. And then you can grind them and brew them and make it into the drink we drink. Some roasters will roast their coffee darker than others. And the darkness, light, medium, dark thing that we were just talking, that you were just asking about is really a product of how long we left those green beans in the oven, in the roasting machine.
0: Okay. So then if they're in there longer, does that give it more flavor if it's darker or is it the opposite where shorter will be more flavor?
1: Well, that's a great uh, way to phrase the question because that doesn't work at all. Uh, If you roast it lighter, lighter roasts are going to, the heat destroys less compounds in the coffee. So there's a lot of chemical reactions that happen when we heat something up, when we roast something. You'll talk to bakers or cooks that talk about the Maillard reaction and how sugars caramelize. Well, that's just one example of chemical reactions that are occurring when something is has heat applied to it over time. So because coffee beans have so many different tastable compounds in them, that heat can have either a good effect or a bad effect, or you know, kind of a an effect that one person might like that another person doesn't like. So a lighter roasted coffee, if you get a medium light roast from your local hipster coffee shop, you know, where they have really good, high-quality beans that they've imported. that they're direct sourcing from a farm. Those beans at the medium light are going to have a greater complexity of flavor than a darker roasted coffee. So when you leave it in the oven too long, if you take those really nice, fine, hipster, direct imported coffee beans, farm to cup, whatever you have, and you roast them dark, real dark, so dark that they start to get sort of oily looking on the outside, you've lost some of the complexity of flavor. You've lost the nuance. You've lost the subtlety. But you gain an intensity. So you get a smokiness and an intensity of flavor. So the comparison I like to use a lot doesn't apply to everyone. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're you're a vegetarian or a pescatarian, if I remember right.
0: I'm actually a vegan these days.
1: Sorry to hear that, but I also respect it. Uh, <laughs> but the comparison I like to use is um, steak. So some people like their steak or their burger cooked medium rare, and other people like their steak cooked well done. Well, if you have a really nice cut of steak and you cook it medium rare, and then you have a really nasty cut of steak and you cook it medium rare, you're gonna be able to taste the difference real easily. But if you cook those two mm-hmm. cuts of steak really well done, you're not gonna be able to taste the difference as well. Now, you might still be able to taste the difference, but the same kind of thing applies to coffee. So this is really interesting because coffee has improved over the last 10, 20, 30 years a lot. So it used to be back in our parents' day that, you know, who had better coffee, Maxwell House or Folgers? And the answer is they both were not good. Nowadays, we have a lot of different coffees out there that are a lot of different qualities. So if you look at older coffees, like from our parents' era or from 20, 30 years ago, you're going to find that they're all roasted pretty dark and that dark was actually something that they would advertise as a quality. Because when you roasted it dark, you roasted out those imperfect flavors that were present in the green coffee. You you destroyed them in the heat of the roasting process. And so that all you could taste was the roast, and it didn't matter as much whether you got better green coffee from this farm or that farm or this country or that country, what you're tasting is you're tasting the product of the roasting. So dark roast, totally fine. If you like it, I I prefer medium roasts personally, because I like a coffee to have a a depth and a complexity of flavor to it. I like to be able to think about, do I taste blueberry in this coffee? Well, blueberry as a tasting note, which we talked about in a previous episode is um, is comprised of some pretty delicate compounds inside a cup of co- inside a coffee bean. And so you're never going to taste blueberry in a dark roasted coffee because those compounds, those delicate organic acids and sugars, will have been destroyed or modified by the chemical reactions that occur during the roasting process. So most roasters, their goal is to take all the good stuff that is in the green coffee, and roast the coffee to the point where you can taste all the good stuff and none of the bad stuff because all coffee has such a depth of complexity that there's going to be flaws and there's going to be things that we like and we really want to highlight all the good things and cover up all the bad things the roast can really affect what we're tasting but generally speaking I tend to prefer medium light roasts because it means that the roaster has decided that the coffee is good enough to show off at a medium to light profile.
0: There's so much science and yet kind of so much alchemy and magic to it, you know, with this trying to imagine the flavors that are inside the bean and then pulling them out. And I just have to imagine there's so much trial and error.
1: That's why I don't roast coffee. (laughs) I know people that roast coffee. I know some people that are very good at it.
0: I let them handle that part. Well, that was uh, fantastic. And before we go today, I'm going to ask you another question. It's going to be a big episode. What about freshness? Is it better to make coffee with beans that have just been roasted? Can the beans be too fresh? Do they age out? Can we keep them fresh by throwing them in the refrigerator?
1: All right. So coffee freshness is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite topics because there's so much misinformation out there and so many assumptions that we have. But I'm going to boil it down to a super nutshell for you. It's real simple. You want to wait three to seven days after coffee has been roasted before you drink it. Three to seven days. Coffee is actually not at its best when it's fresh roasted. That being said you have about two weeks from that point, from those three to seven days, to drink your coffee at its peak of flavor. Now that being said, most people can't detect the difference after two weeks. So some people will tell you you have four weeks, other people will say you have three, other people will say you have two. I say wait those three, four, five, six, or seven days, start drinking your coffee, and then after maybe a month, yeah, you should probably retire that bag and look for a different one. So it's it's not good to buy a pandemic worth supply of coffee. We want to buy two weeks supply of coffee, one week supply of coffee. And I'm not just saying that to get you in my shop every week. I'm saying it because some of the things that are in the coffee bean do degrade and it does become a little flat tasting over
0: time. So that gallon or that carton of Maxwell House that my dad has in the freezer that is there every year when i go back but it's the same one Ooh. probably not like at its peak freshness anymore
1: you know i am going to have a nightmare about that of maxwell house right now <laughs> that you mentioned that that, that is that is going to stick with me
0: well he doesn't drink coffee so he saves it for me which is very nice of him i think
1: uh does he love you don't answer that <laughs> don't answer
0: that um <laughs> not around not around uh, the election season he doesn't but uh, the rest of the year absolutely well
1: i, I admire your tenacity for uh, sticking through a whole election season. Anyway, freezer, refrigerator, freshness, leaving it in there. If you want to preserve your coffee for longer, let's say you had a bag of a coffee you really loved, you know they're gonna run out of it soon and they might not even get it again next year, so you wanna stock up and you wanna save it for later for a special occasion, yes, you can put it in your freezer and it will be good later. But most of the time when you put something in your freezer, it ends up tasting like your freezer. So if you want to freeze your coffee, you have to really make sure that there is almost no air in the bag that's in there, and then that it's super, super well sealed. Most people, the best way to do that is to vacuum seal your coffee. And most people don't have a vacuum sealer or it's not worth it to them to vacuum seal a coffee to pull out later. So generally speaking, we don't recommend storing it in the fridge or freezer. The condensation of the moisture of the air that's in there, The flavors and tastes that are already in your refrigerator or freezer, those can seep into the bag and the coffee can kind of absorb them. And then you're tasting this stale freezer taste or stale refrigerator taste. That's not what we want from our really top high-end coffees. We want something that tastes like when we bought it. So the best way to do that just for general storage is just to leave it in the bag you bought it in. And if you want to get real fancy, you can put another plastic bag around that. When you're done measuring out your coffee every day, you squeeze the air out and roll that bag nice and tight and closed. Squeeze the air out of that other plastic bag nice and tight and closed. And then you leave it in the back of a cool, dark cupboard. We say coffee freshness is degraded by four things. Light, air, heat, and moisture. And if you look at other industries beer, wine, any kind of food really. Um, Those same four things tend to be the things that really degrade freshness in culinary products. Light, air, heat, and moisture. So we just try to eliminate those as best we can. Light isn't a huge issue for coffee most of the time but it can contribute to degradation. Heat, you don't want to store it above your oven. It's just gonna make it stale faster or uh, above a toaster oven or anything like that. It's just gonna make it stale faster moisture squeeze that air out of the bag don't let any any moisture get in there and squeeze any air out of it because the air will have a little bit of latent moisture to it and air just in general you want to remove all the air from it so that that doesn't contribute to pulling coffee flavor out of the beans
0: okay well um you're gonna have to excuse me because i have to go get some beans out of my freezer <laughs> hey at least you're <laughs> leaving them as beans and not grounds i'm proud of you this is this is awesome. i
1: appreciate that
0: thank you <laughs> chris it was great to have you back on the show um i'm looking forward to getting coffee smarter with you again uh next week all right well
1: we'll do it i'll try to make sure that uh, i have coffee ready for me
0: thank you for listening to the roast west coast podcast and for getting a little coffee smarter with me today chris will be back next week to talk to me all about grinders grind size and consistency of the grind if you are craving some coffee right now Go to coffee-cycle.com to learn more about Chris's shop and order some coffee online. Or you can follow at coffee-cycle on Instagram. If you're just going to keep letting this podcast stream in your computer or on your phone, you'll hear my conversation with Brianna Briggs. She's the director of coffee and head roaster at Leap Coffee in Carlsbad, California. And recently, she and I talked about the representation of women in coffee and how she ended up in the coffee business to begin with. Head to www.leapcoffee.asap. Because for this week only, for every bag of coffee purchased, customers are entered into a drawing to win a free V60 pour-over set and a bag of their sugar and spice holiday blend, which is available only for a limited time. Order for pickup or delivery online at www.leap.coffee. They'll announce the winner of the drawing on Monday, December 21st. This show will actually be back on Tuesday, December 22nd, just before the holiday with an interview with the irrepressible couple behind the growing Manzanita Roasters, Samantha and Weston Naraki. Look for that show wherever you're listening to great podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and basically anywhere else you can find a great podcast. Just search for Roast West Coast. If you are listening to this show for the first time, we are more than halfway through season one and episodes with great local founders and roasters from Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Steady State Roasting, and Ironsmith Coffee, plus a bunch of Coffee Smarter shows are already out. Be sure to go back and listen to them. If you're listening to this show, I know you can find them, and I know you're excited about coffee. Thank you for listening. If you can please review this show, it really helps us get found by new listeners, especially on Apple. Then, feel free to share it with a coffee-drinking friend. This episode of the Roast West Coast podcast has been produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. And I'll end today, as I always do, with a word of advice. Always be sure to drink good coffee.